The main, the main passage that we'll be focusing on this morning is found in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. This is probably a familiar passage to most of us. And I think we all understand that when we read these verses, we're, we're to picture, you know, this huge stadium, like an Olympic-type Olympic stadium where races are run. And in this stadium, there's a great cloud of witnesses, right? There's a great cloud of witnesses cheering on those who are participating in the race. And when we think about who would be uh, in the great cloud of witnesses, who would be cheering us on, we can think of those who are mentioned in the previous chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, called the Hall of Fame of those of the faith, right? Starting with Abraham and, well, I think it goes further back than Abraham, but David, we can think of New Testament figures like Jesus himself and the, and the apostles. Uh, we can think even of church history, of people from church history who would be in this great cloud of witnesses, on and on and on it goes. I mean, pretty soon it's, it gets easier and easier to imagine that this is really a huge audience, right? A huge group of people uh, who have gone on before us, who have run this race before us, and who are now in the stands cheering us on. This would be a great cloud of witnesses that would sing a hymn like, Great is Thy Faithfulness, right? And then the passage gets, gets down to some really practical instructions about how to run the race. And instruction number one is there in, in the first verse. And it says, uh, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. That's instruction number one. For any of us who have run races before, we understand how important it is to be as light as possible, right? In terms of clothing, the kinds of shoes you wear. I mean, we would really think it ridiculous if someone showed up at the starting line dressed in a mink coat and an alligator you know, cowboy boots, you know, thinking that they can, they can win a race, right? With that kind of clothing. We would think that ridiculous. But when we think about us running this particular kind of race, uh, it all of a sudden uh, isn't, isn't quite so funny. Because what are the things that we carry that weigh us down? That weigh us down in this race? And the author of Hebrews is telling us, we've got to throw those things off. We've got to throw those things off. I think for each one of us, as we reflect on that, probably for each one of us, it looks a little bit different. The types of things that are weighing us down that we need to hand over, you know, to our Lord Jesus today.
But I want us to pause and reflect on that as, as I sing this next song for us. It's a song that I wrote several years ago, and in it I reveal what often weighs me down. But you could substitute here just about anything, you know, that weighs you down. And uh, maybe this could be a song of prayer that would help you this morning as you answer that question, what is it that is weighing me down today that I need to hand over to my Lord Jesus? Jesus for hearing our prayers. Thank you for what you are doing already to alleviate us of the weight, at least some of it, that we are carrying right now in trying to run this race. Lord, we count on your, the faithfulness of your Holy Spirit to point these things out to us along the way so that we can hand things over to you as often as need be. We want to run this race not for our glory but for yours. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Then, the second instruction for us in running this race is let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Back when I really started um, 
delving into this passage a little bit more, I thought it was kind of interesting that it would talk about patience and perseverance in running a race. I thought that the whole idea of a race was just to <laughs> run as fast as you can, right? But the more I've learned about racing, the more I've come to understand that patience and perseverance are very much a part of running a race. And this is especially true when it's a marathon, right? Especially true when it's a marathon. You better have some patience and you better have lots of perseverance, right? To run, what is it, 26 miles in a marathon? I've never tried it myself, but in listening to those who have, uh, that's one of the lessons that I hear about. And most likely in these verses, it's a marathon that the author has in mind. We're in a marathon. Well, I've heard that about partway through, you just want to give up. It's just like everything in your body tells you to stop. Like, this is enough. We've had enough, okay? You just stop and sit down and get some rest. So those are the sorts of things that you really have to push through in order to keep running. And we're we're involved in this kind of race where there will be moments, there are moments uh, when we are so tempted to give up. So the next couple of songs help us to respond to that aspect of running the race. The first one is more love, more power. I will worship you with all of my heart 
And I will worship you with all of my mind. And I will worship you with all of my strength. For you are my Lord. 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 So the strength to run the race actually comes from the one that we're running it for, right? From our Lord Jesus. It also involves trust, doesn't it? And that's what this next song is about. In running the race, we need to trust the Lord that he will somehow see us through all the hard parts of this race. I understand that in a race, moments can be really exhilarating, right? You can feel like you're on top of the world. But that's not always true as we run the race. And in those moments, we especially need to hold on to our Lord even tighter. When I can't see you, I know you're here when I can feel you I will not fear I will trust in you and I will not be afraid and when the battle is close at hand I know you're with me to help me stand I will trust in you and I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. And when the darkness is closing in and I am running against the wind, I will trust in you and I will not be afraid. Cause when I'm standing upon that shore and all the battles they've gone before, I will trust in you and I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you, I will trust in you, I will trust in you. Lord, you know where each one of us is at in this race and how we're feeling today. You know which ones of us are in a mood to celebrate. Things are just really going well. And you also know which ones of us are struggling in one way or another. You also know 
uh, which ones of us are doing both. Uh, perhaps it's a mixture of the two. We thank you that you, you know us and you love us as we are. And you know how to meet us at the point of our need. So I pray, Lord, however the race is going for us today, that we will be aware of your presence, that we'll receive from you uh, everything that we need to keep pressing ahead, to keep pushing through, to keep running this race. Pray in your name. Amen. And then there's one more, one more uh, point of instruction that starts with uh, verse 2. This is part of running the race. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We're to fix our eyes on one who's already run the earthly race, right? And completed it. Completed all the purposes for which the Father sent him to earth. We're not fixing our eyes on someone who does not know what it's like to be here and to run this race. And so this next song I chose to help us to reflect on, on this part of fixing our eyes upon Jesus and his faithfulness to us as we do that. And even sometimes when we're not doing so well, he's still faithful, isn't he? Let's sing this together. Savior leads me. Who have I to ask beside? How could I doubt his tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? All the way my Savior leads me. And cheers each winding path I tread And gives me grace for every trial Feeds me with the living bread You lead me and keep me from falling You carry me close to your heart and surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the way my savior leads me oh the fullness of his love Oh, the sureness of his promise In the triumph of his blood When my spirit clothed the mortal Wings its flight to realms of day This my song through endless ages 
Jesus, Jesus led me all the way. Jesus led me all the way. You lead me and keep me from falling. You carry me close to your heart and surely your goodness and mercy will follow me you lead me and keep me from falling you carry me close to your heart and surely your goodness and mercy will follow me, will follow me. All the way my Savior leads me. All the way my Savior leads me. So in this race, we're never alone, are we? The Savior himself, the one that we're fixing our eyes upon, is with us at all times, whether we notice his presence or not, he's there with us. Which brings me to the final thought that I have for today about this race, and that is, this race is different from most races that are run here on earth, because most races that are run here on earth, like in the Olympics, it's all about who gets the gold, right? Who crosses the finish line first? But what's so different about this race is it's not about who gets there first, right? It's about everybody who crosses the line, right? Everybody who makes it through the race. Everybody wins, right? Everybody wins who is in this race and has their eyes fixed upon Jesus. I think we've all heard stories, right, um, of athletes who... Speaking of races that are run here on earth, athletes that have been in the race where something has happened, right? Some injury has happened to them. And, and we've heard the stories about sometimes how some of their fellow athletes or maybe even people out of the stands will come down and help them get to their feet and help them to cross the finish line. And I often think of that kind of an example in this particular race uh, that we are running that when we notice that one of our fellow athletes in this race that we're running together with our eyes fixed upon Jesus, when one of our fellow athletes uh, is in need, uh, we get to, part of the privilege of being in this race is that we get to come alongside and we get to help them continue forward. And this, this is actually a lot of what happened to me while I was in my crisis in Nepal. I was actually, the day that I went to surgery or went to the hospital, I was preaching a sermon 
uh, on, the, on this very passage in Nepal. <laughs> there were probably 60 or 70 leaders who had gathered, and I was with them that entire day, but I was in a great deal of pain. This was the second day that I was in a lot of pain. When the pain started, I thought it was just a bad case of gastritis, uh, just because of where the pain was. And also the fact that I'd been eating Nepali food for about four days, uh, running, and that's not food that I'm normally, you know, that I normally eat. And so I just thought, this has got to be gastritis. But by that second day, while I was preaching from this passage, pain was to the point where I thought, well, I need to get some help. <laughs> and somebody had mentioned to me, um, even before, that there was this hospital in Kathmandu, Nepal, uh, that is called a traveler's clinic. And it's a small private hospital for all of those trekkers who come to Nepal. Yeah, Rex? Maybe you visited this hospital while you were there. No, you didn't. Okay. But it was started especially for foreigners who come, you know, to do mountain climbing and trekking because accidents happen uh, in that kind of thing. And so it has developed into this small private hospital. And so somebody had mentioned to me that this place existed. And as I was preaching, um, to those 60 or 70 leaders, I was thinking, that's probably where I need to go next to find out, you know, what is going on here. And so that's, that's what happened. Um, it was interesting trying to preach with the pain going on. They had given me a microphone, and thankfully I had an interpreter, somebody who was interpreting into, into the Nepali language for me. So that gave me a chance to catch my breath. Uh, in between. <laughs> um, and, you know, the sermon probably lasted about an hour. So I did this passage much differently than I'm doing it today. But I made it through, made it through the message, and, and then we went to the hospital. Uh, missionaries Bob and Debbie Adhikari took me there. And, uh, and they admitted me, and they had to give me lots and lots of pain medicine pain medications in order to be able to even run tests on me because I needed to be able to lay flat on the table and there was no way I could lay flat on a table at that point in time. But uh, after giving me uh, lots, of, lots of pain medication through the IV, I was finally able to lay down and then they were able to run tests and then found that I had, they thought that I had gallstones um, from the gallbladder, and it, it was. They correctly identified that the problem was with the gallbladder. But when they did the surgery, they found that it wasn't gall stones. It was more like gall sludge. Like the particles were even finer, and it would get into more places um, if it wasn't taken care of. But before we knew that, there was this big decision to make, wasn't there? This big decision to make. Do I go ahead and have the surgery done here in Kathmandu? Or do I try to get home and then take care of it here? And so that is where I really felt the presence of the body of Christ with me, uh, especially those there in Nepal. You know, I had gone over there to serve them, but then the tables turned so quickly and they were there to 
help walk through this with me and to help process things and to talk through, you know, what were the best options. Ultimately, the decision was Tammy and mine, you know, as to where the surgery was going to take place. But the body of Christ, they came around me so wonderfully and helped listen to me and helped pray with me. And then when the, when the decision to make the surgery was made, uh, then to, to wait in the waiting room for me as I went through an hour and a half. It was an hour and a half surgery that I went through. When I, when I met the surgeon and the anesthesiologist, and they were able to talk with me in English, and it, it just really helped boost my confidence that these people knew what they were doing and they could really help me. And uh, so we, we gave the go-ahead. We gave the go-ahead to have the surgery. And uh, I went into surgery at 5.30 in the afternoon. And uh, like I said, some of the leaders and missionaries were waiting outside in the waiting room while I went through this. They wheeled me down to the operating room. And I got to see the whole team that was going to operate on me. And they introduced themselves. And then they showed me the operating room. And so I got to see the table where I was going to lie down. I got to see the big light. <laughs> I got to see a lot of things. So it was a little bit unusual, um, I think, to be able to see those things. But in some ways, that was really comforting to me. Then they had me lay down, and the anesthesiologist asked me this question. This is really important for this sermon today. He said, do you like beer or wine? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't drink. And he said, oh, that's what they all say. And then he repeated, do you like beer or wine? And I said, well, uh, if I have to choose, I, I think I'll go with wine. And that's the last thing I remembered. <laughs> I was out like a light. <laughs> but then the really beautiful moment was when I woke up. When I woke up in the ICU a couple hours later. And some of you may have read this in an update that I sent out. But those who've been waiting in the waiting room, there were four especially, they came, up to, they came up to where I was lying, lying in ICU. They came up one by one. And they gave me the Nepali way of greeting, which is to put the hands together. And they always say Jamesy when they do that, which is Christ is victorious. Christ is victorious. And they gave me a big smile, one by one, put their hands together. And then they were gone. So that only lasted a few minutes. But that's the first thing I remember when I woke up was to see their faces, to see them greeting me this way. And then it was night, so they needed to get home. So I think this is just one example, right, of how we come alongside each other in this race. And uh, when we fall down or when we get hurt, or something happens, there, there are ways in which we can help each other move forward in this race, and that happened to me personally. You know, we all have been in the church, I think, for a long time, have had different experiences with church, and we know how painful and how hurtful sometimes it can be to be part of the body of Christ. But let's not, let's not give up on the body of Christ body of Christ is here for a purpose, isn't it? It's here for a purpose. And 
the Lord uses it in beautiful ways in our lives, in our hour of need. So what I would like to do is end our, song, our time today with that hymn, that hymn that's in our hymn book, They'll Know That We Are Christians By Our Love. And if you would just stand with me as we sing this together. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. No, we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. And together we'll spread the news that God is in our land. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will work with each other, we will work side by side. We will work with each other, we will work side by side. And we'll guard each one's dignity and save each one's pride. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. All praise to the Father from whom all things come. And all praise to Christ Jesus, His only Son. And all praise to the Spirit who makes us one. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. I'm going to invite Don to come and give us the benediction, but I also just want to thank you for the part that you had in coming alongside me and praying for me uh, when you heard about the news. And thank you for being part of the body of Christ in my journey. Amen. And now as we go, as always, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. And together we say, Amen. Amen. Amen.